0: My friends, the Great Experiment. Prodigy. Project. Trek.
1: Trek. Would you look at that? The greatest Trek. trick. Trek. Oh, and your people, your old astronauts, are some kind of Star Trek. Trek. The greatest trek, 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 trek. Welcome
2: to Greatest Trek. It's a new Star Trek podcast <laughs> from the makers of the Greatest Generation. I almost forgot what kind of show this is. I'm Ben Harrison.
0: I'm Adam Pranica. It feels like your mind is just a clay pot that I'm holding together with both of my hands, Ben, <laughs> as your soft matter is just oozing through my fingers.
2: I'm so glad to make you feel that way.
0: <laughs> hey, man, this is a momentous occasion because this is uh, the last episode we're recording before taking a little break for the holidays. So
2: it is. hopefully
0: you'll get a chance to rest and recharge and dry out and all that.
2: Yeah, should we... Should we call Jordan Jesse Go with our momentous occasion? Nope. Oh.
0: That's (laughs) just
2: for us. Not everything is for the network. Speaking of Jordan Jesse Go, you're going to be on an episode, right?
0: I'm on a bonus episode, so that's like not really. (laughs) I think a few people will hear it. (laughs) Had a great time talking about a Burt Reynolds movie.
2: Oh, man. I uh, was supposed to be there. I blew it. I failed utterly. (laughs) I'm a bad person. I'm not a good friend, not a good coworker. Oh, you're fine.
0: You're fine, man. That, w- that was a piece of the clay pot that got out of my grasp.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you doing, man? You fumbled that one on me. <laughs> hmm Well, you, you make a good point. We have not actually hit the holiday season from here where we are sitting. People are probably sick and tired of this shit by the time they get to this episode, but uh, we got some presents from uh, our beloved... Social media director Bill Tilly. Bill, 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 Bill,
0: Bill. Why would anyone be tired of this segment? People love it. People wanted it to come back and we brought it back.
2: We did. It's the uh, unwrapping of gifts from our employee segment. <laughs> Very popular. <laughs> I'm pretty upset
0: at Bill because he did not send us collateral right. or anything. Yeah
2: having to do with this box i'm not sure if i can trust it what are the chances that bill sent us something that's messy to clean up
0: it's a glitter bomb that says i quit <laughs> that would be the way to do it i would respect the hell out of that move
2: <laughs> that would be pretty but good. only
0: if it went to you
2: yeah this one uh, i got a card here it's a deck the halls with boughs of holly polar bear tangled in christmas lights says, thanks so much for being a great friend to me for all these years. My best to you, your wife, Darone, Darwin, now and always, Bill.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about how Darone and Darwin sound so similar.
2: Yeah, I guess they do.
0: Very nice note from Bill here. Thanks, Bill. What a sweetheart.
2: Bill's the best. I got two packages here, Adam. How many did you get?
0: I got a little package I'm opening up that was inside the card envelope.
2: Whoa. There was a little inside the card envelope? I didn't get that
0: Sure was, so I'm opening it up How about that? It is a challenge coin Whoa. <laughs> For a, a a Boeing C-17 Globemaster 3 Cool Out of Dayton, Ohio Wow And the National Museum of the Air Force is where this is from Whoa Very nice, check this out It's in
2: Ohio, huh? Yeah It's gold Wow, that is gorgeous Yeah I would love to uh, do a challenge coin with that kind of fit and finish. She's a beaut.
0: I would never want to make our challenge coins look gold or spendable.
2: You know? <laughs> That's just a lie. I know, but I, I feel like we've never even given consideration to the idea of the challenge coin being like monochrome because the option for colors was available when we first started making them.
0: Oh, yeah, the option to make the project more difficult is an off-ramp we're going to take every time.
2: Yeah, that's just... Like the meme goes. A reflex for us. <laughs> um, all right, I'm, I'm going to open, I think, the bigger of my two packages here. I've
0: just got one package for me.
2: Well, you got a challenge coin, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> man. This package is an action figure of Rowdy Roddy Piper from the movie They Live. He's got the sunglasses up to his head. Uh, he looks like he's getting getting ready to get in a great big fist fight with Keith David because there are alternate hands for this action figure. Yeah. There are like take-off-and-on sunglasses hands and fist hands. Oh, the glasses <laughs> rules. Man, I, who knew that they were making Rowdy Roddy Piper action figures this day and age? Well, I think as long as there's a buck
0: to be made, the WWE company will be there to try to make it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm opening up my Rowdy Roddy Piper Ben, and it, and he's
2: wearing real clothes. Yeah, he is. He's got a that shirt is made out of cloth. I think the pants are plastic though.
0: Oh, he's he's rubber banded in there real good. Wow. <laughs>
2: Oh, you've already tanked the the resale value of your Rowdy Rowdy Piper? I always open my action figures.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's having that problem that I often have, which is shirt, his shirt is riding up. <laughs> he's got to pull it down.
2: Yeah, he's got to do the Picard maneuver, doesn't uh-huh. he?
0: Uh-huh. Those collars all flipped up. You know what? His hair is a kind of mullet, and that collar can get right up under it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, just tuck, tuck him into his, you can, his mullet. You can and...
0: lean his head down and reveal his neck. This is great.
2: Thanks, Bill. Wow. I love the attention to detail that the skin on his neck is way less tan than the skin on the rest of the action figure. That's what a mullet does. I'm going to go with
0: fists on mine. Yeah. He doesn't need to hold anything, except I guess he could hold his other hands. Maybe that's what I'll have him do.
2: Because if he wins the fight, he gets to put the glasses on the Keith David action figure uh-huh. and then prove to him that the glasses reveal what? aliens truly control our world.
1: Look, at him, are everywhere!
0: I'm going to add a picture of my Rowdy to our thing so it can be shared with the friends of DeSoto.
2: Oh, yeah. All right. This is the last package, Adam. it has been It's already been a great Christmas, so... This is great This is a follow-up to the action figure that Bill sent me last year, Adam Uh, I I don't know if you remember I was unwrapping my my Q doll And it just came apart as it came out of the package Mm -hmm. But uh, he sent me another one He sent me a replacement Q That's great (laughs) That's customer service right there I'd like to see Q try and take on Rowdy Rowdy Piper You know? Try him in your kangaroo court. See how it goes, asshole.
0: I love how there are two holes in Rowdy's head where you can stick the sunglasses. That's neat.
2: <laughs> yeah, his hair has glasses holes in it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, a tradition like none other. Yeah. The Bill Tilly Christmas gifts.
2: And uh, I have opened my queue, my and uh, I can confirm that my queue stays together. queue is real. Join the movement.
0: Yeah, you don't want to ruin it for your kids. You know, let them believe in Q for as long as they like. <laughs> yeah. The magic of the season.
2: Yeah. It's fun. It's just it's just good fun. Good, clean fun.
0: I love action figures that don't need a base.
2: Yeah. To stand up properly. That's what I like about this guy. Dude, you said it. I have so many action figures in here these days. and uh, And yeah, like if I move something on my shelf, inevitably I'm picking up a capsized action figure and yeah moving it around it's very irritating well dude do you want to get into the ultimate episode of star trek prodigy season one
0: i've wanted to put it off for a long time but we can't anymore ben it's time for the season finale yeah of our children's show
2: gotta do it
0: we're hanging on this cliff it's now time for star trek prodigy season one episode 20 supernova Part two.
1: You know the greatest danger facing us is irrational fear of the unknown Pull my mark, go fast.
2: Pull me up, Tuvok. This uh, space battle is getting wolfier and 359ier by the minute, Adam.
0: Yeah. I thought maybe they wouldn't give us the starship debris shot on this children's show. Yeah. Because they didn't in the last episode. It looked like. The fleet was just taking the phaser shots and not really getting destroyed. We can't
2: stop the signal. It's
0: annihilation. There's destruction here.
2: They do spare us the like tumbling body in space, like bouncing off the windshield of the spaceship shot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's troubling. It's troubling to think about just what amount of loss of life is represented by this opening shot. We cut to the bridge, and they're talking about what they can do, and uh, it's pretty much down to blow up the damn ship. It's
1: the only surefire way to stop the long-range subspace signal. No!
2: (laughs) And Dal has learned from Hologram Janeway just what to do. He says, I'm going to blow up the ship, but first I'm going to take this Rowdy Roddy Piper action figure and rotate some of the joints next to the microphone. That's nice. Yeah. I felt like Dal uh, maybe wanted to sacrifice himself heroically, but is maybe just still super embarrassed by kissing Gwen in the last episode and is like looking for an out.
0: Yeah, l- l- maybe we should rank the reasons Dal wants to die so bad. <laughs> Which is the leader in the clubhouse, do you think? Is it the kissing Gwen like Ben Harrison did at that one party? <laughs> or is it that... Starfleet doesn't want him. Yeah, as a genetically modified person.
2: Well, what Dell did was a, was worse than what I did because I didn't even make contact. Right. I just leaned in. Yeah. So, like, you know, I was terribly humiliated and and contemplated how I could like leave the planet uh-huh. at that moment. Uh-huh. And I didn't even make contact, so I don't even know what he's going through.
0: There was no heroic alternative for you at that point either.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> There certainly was not. Uh, (laughs) So he's pitching this and they're like, well, that's a terrible idea. And Jengen Pog explains why. A warp core breach on a protostar class ship. A totally different ball of wax from a warp core breach on a regular warp capable ship. Not even Murph can survive a supernova warp breach.
0: Why did the scientists even make them? (laughs) It seems very dangerous.
2: Yeah, it seems staggeringly dangerous. Definitely something you wouldn't want to build on the surface of the Earth. Right. Something you would want to build deep out in space where it can't hurt anybody. (laughs) You know, just in
0: case. I love how the alt to the idea of one massive explosion that destroys, I don't know, maybe an entire quadrant is what if we just spread the destruction over uh, along a long enough
2: period Right, right. Like, like, Zero's like, have you ever seen, like, the after images of a 747 crashing into a field in northern Scotland where it's just, like, a long streak of distraction? What if we, what if we did it kind of like
0: that? You remember the Spy Hunter video game when you hit the, the grease button and you're just pouring your oil out the back of the car?
2: Wow, I don't think I ever heard of that game. That's what it is. That sounds great. Just... Leave
0: your grease behind. (laughs) And that ends up being the the prevailing idea.
2: Yeah. It's just uh, the smartest course of action they can take.
0: Boy, doesn't Dal get his nut smashed in this scene, though, too? Because, like, it kind of hits in two ways. Because Dal is like, I'll volunteer for the mission where I die because I've got no future anyway in the one
2: place I always wanted to go. Gwyn's lips he keeps volunteering to go down with the ship and they keep going like no seriously Dal it's not happening
0: but the worst part about this is that Hollow Janeway's like no I will do exactly that same thing and spare you from your <laughs> great
2: sacrifice
0: the sacrifice you really
2: wanted he's like Hollow Janeway I know you're not like technically human but read the fucking room yeah <laughs> I'm trying to crawl out of my own skin here I'm humiliated
0: I wish that when it came time for Hollow Janeway to back up her program on the chip and then she realizes that that there's no way to do it, she goes back to Dal and is like, I like your idea after all. You should be the one to sacrifice. It's a very good
2: idea, Dal. (laughs) Having thought it further (laughs) over. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Janeway, on the USS Shovel... Janeway actual is sitting in the captain's chair while Tysus, like, wonders out loud what the protostar is up to when it flies away from the battle. And I was like, Tysus, why are you still on the bridge? Like, you completely bungled this entire mission. Like, everything bad that's happening is not necessarily your fault, but it is happening through inaction and failures on your part.
0: Who do you think bungled it worse? Commander Tysus. In the last episode, Dal trying to kiss Gwyn or you trying to kiss that girl at the party.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I think me trying to kiss the girl at the party feels feels more painful. So I'm going to have to go with that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love this bit of dialogue made me laugh in a way that I don't think they intended because Tysus is like what is the protostar doing? And Janeway says, saving us all. And then I look out into the star field of like a hundred broken starship hulls. And I'm like, (laughs) did they edit out the part where Janeway says, except for the many, many people who have died. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's not diminish their deaths. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who stands trial for that? is a question in my mind in this episode. Do you think for a, a hardcore
0: Star Trek fan, this is a scene that is meant to evoke a Wolf 359 incident?
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: I think so too, but I don't think they can. Like, I don't think they're permitted to show us enough hulls, you know? Yeah. Like, I want to see more hulls nailed to the wall. <laughs> and we just aren't allowed to see that, you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the more holes, the merrier, in my opinion. That would have been great. Yeah. But uh,
0: I think the MPAA has specific rules about how many holes you can see before you have a rating right. increase, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And if you show uh, all the way down to the nacelle, yeah. that'll get you NC 17.
0: Yeah. Paul Verhoeven prefers to show real bushy nacelle <laughs> in his movies. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So they have five minutes to do this work. Like, this is like a day's worth of work that Jankum Pog is going to do in five minutes.
1: Jankum's not just an engineer. He's a miracle worker. Great.
2: And meanwhile, they're replicating a shuttle so that they can, like, escape the protostar before the explosion. And uh, this is when we find out that Janeway's program is too big. They've left her uh, alone on the bridge to download a backup onto an isolinear chip. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, it could be like one of those games that comes on like a stack of six floppy disks, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we know how to do this. This is technology that we have, right?
0: Right. I love how so much is made of Hollow Janeway's vast experiences with these children (laughs) that it somehow added just too much data to back her up.
2: I mean, the thing that Moriarty is on seemed to have five or six isolinear chips in it, right? Yeah. But it also had like a power cell and like, was that just to keep Moriarty under the impression that he still had a a world to play around in? I think so. Yeah.
0: I mean, and we're going to find out too in that third season of Picard, right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that one of the things?
2: Moriarty's coming back, baby. The time for games is over.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Really missed finding out whatever happened to Moriarty. That was my big question
2: about new Star Trek. I'm just hoping he teams up with the nubbin' bugs in uh, season three.
0: (laughs) No. Nubbin' bugs, too interesting.
2: Dal gets back to the bridge and Janeway's like, yep, here's the isolinear chip. Go ahead and take this and uh, get thee gone get the sense that he's just pissed not to be dying with the ship.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll take it from here.
0: Yeah. She does not tell Dal that there's nothing on the chip that she gives him, yeah. or at least something that is not going to be what she promised.
2: Yeah. He's like, why is it a little hexagonal crystal? Crystals! And she's like, you'll find out later. Why is it a
0: .txt file? <laughs>
2: Seems really small. That's it? <laughs> The uh, vaunted complexity of the human brain was really overstated in everything I read, I guess.
0: (laughs) This episode's music does a lot of lifting for the emotions we're made to feel throughout. And this is one of those moments where the kid crew takes one last look of the protostar before saying goodbye. And the music is great. I think it's great for this whole episode. And I think the show knows it is because we get to hear more of it, I feel like, than we typically do on an episode. Yeah. Like the dialogue steps out of the way, right? And we just Yeah. We're just meant to live with it.
2: When they get on board the shuttle and it sort of gets like lightly alien queened out the back of the protostar before the destructive event. I thought that was a just like a really touching moment. And it and it is a moment where it's imagery and music. it's like no dialogue at all, but it's really well told and very affecting like the <laughs> the like fear and the like feeling of being right in the crux of their story for these characters is really intense.
0: The scene where they build the shuttle goes by so fast with all of the things that they're meant to sacrifice in terms of just expediting the build right that I really did need this scene where I was reminded because the shuttle is bonking off of every wall before leaving the shuttle bay that they really don't have anything like thrusters yeah, or, or navigation to speak of. They're really just sort
2: of pitching this thing out the window. They just replicated a tin can basically.
0: Right. A tin can. <laughs> tin
2: mouth. With life support. Right. They got the idea from Asensia in the last episode.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> like what if we made a tin can? Yeah. So, uh, We get one last moment with Hologram Janeway on the bridge, ordering the ship to go fast. And then we see the the ship from the vantage of the shuttle, you know, turn into a streak of light and then into kind of a a big, like, armed nebula. It is a really sad moment. (laughs) It's like the ship was a character, man.
0: I'm laughing because... Like, what are the chances that this is beautiful 10 out of 10 times? Like, I think one of the things that gives you comfort in this moment of sacrifice and death, because as you say, the ship is a character on the show, and for it to die has gravity and meaning. But, like, if the nebula it creates is like ugly, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because on the show, it's, it's like, breathtaking. As breathtaking as any other visual we've gotten on Star Trek Prodigy. But if this is the one that's, like, oh. I mean, this is just a comp, right? It's not, it's pre <laughs> That's what they went with?
2: Huh. Oh, man. That is a nasty neb. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can do better than that.
0: It looks like someone just opened a burrito. <laughs>
2: Huh? Don't usually see those colors in space It looks like somebody was holding a burrito while driving And then rear-ended someone And we're looking at the inside of their windshield after
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's like cream-colored fake suede <laughs> And hot sauce and black beans
2: Wow I love the uh, the Helvetica t-shirt of that at <laughs> Podshop.biz
0: Podshop.biz? <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> I also loved that this was a, a relatively silent moment. It is not a, a big bang or yeah. a big musical crescendo. It's it's very understated mm-hmm. in the way that they play it. Yeah. It worked though, Adam. And the one character that we focus on in the space battle after the destruction of the Protostar and the end of the Vannicott subspace signal that was turning all the ships against each other. There's one person that's disappointed about this. It's the captain of the Klingon vessel who does not get to die with honor in this scene.
0: Yeah, what do you make of that? I mean, there's a a pregnancy to the pause of like, oh shit, did destroying the construct even do anything? Because there's a delay
2: in that system, right? And she's staring down the barrel of two... Like torpedo tubes on a, a ship that they're facing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And then the ship goes back to blue, and she's like, fuck! Are you fucking kidding me? We're not at war with anybody! This was my one fucking opportunity in my life! To die a warrior's death! And the fucking thing is right then! Look at all these fucking blown-up starships out there! So many people died like warriors, and I'm sitting here like a fucking asshole! Are you kidding me? Almost tripped over my gift from Bill.
0: It's played for drama, though. You get that one beat, two beat, three beats, and then the plan works. And we <laughs> never see this Klingon character again.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wonder if she'll be back for season two. She should have been in that courtroom. Yeah, yeah. She she would have been a good, like, witness yeah. to disparage the character <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it would have been like, I mean, we could talk about it more, but like the the comparisons to the Star Trek Four courtroom at the end scene uh, would have been even greater if there was an angry Klingon there. I know, you know,
1: we demand justice.
0: It's a panel of Tuskmen. Anyway, we're on the shovel now, and Janeway and Tysus are watching what's happened here, and Janeway's like. We've got to search for them, and it doesn't matter how far away they went. (laughs) These kids have saved our buns. And Tysus is like,
2: "Uh, I don't know, Admiral. And she's like, shut up. You've screwed enough up already today.
0: Tysus doesn't know what he's saying when he starts like, you know, I feel like when ships get far enough away from HQ, it's probably not even worth looking for them. Like once you get
2: (laughs) a period of decades from our system, like, I don't know. I just think they're gone. And uh, the camera just pans down to a pencil in Janeway's <laughs> hand, getting snapped.
1: They're out there. I want to know.
2: We get to
0: see a little bit more inside this escape shuttle, and it is tiny. Yeah. Inside there. They're all crouched down. Yeah. It's probably more comfortable inside of uh, Death Rock or uh, Table Clock, the, the other guy. <laughs> what? Do You remember uh, you remember the, the flying coffin? That that the Vindicator hops into Yeah, yeah
2: (laughs) Before shooting through the ceiling Mm, Yeah, I thought it was a little bit mean That Dal was like, maybe we should have left Rock Talk to pilot the (laughs) Ship to the explosion, because then we would have Had like a lot more room in here
0: I love how many times they say It would kill even Murph (laughs) Because I kept, in my mind I was like, are you sure? I mean, Murph is pretty tough
2: That's a testable theory, guys, let's find out (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> how about we cut off Murph's hand and put it on the ship to just see what happens to
2: it yeah let's find out you can take a piece off of Murph we've found this out mm-hmm. yeah so Dal takes out the hexagonal crystal and they're like I thought she was gonna put herself on a on an isolinear chip and he's like no yeah she put herself on this and then he like touches the base and uh We get a little like Tasha Yar funeral scene from Janeway. Uh
1: Why is Janeway tiny? Because I've died.
0: Nice callback by this show to that. (laughs) The infamous 3D self eulogy of Tasha Yar here.
1: Hello, my friends.
2: The final message from Janeway is like, you guys can do anything together as long as you stick together. Get thee to Starfleet. Sorry I lied to you as my final act.
0: You wouldn't have left. If I didn't tell you I would back myself up. And I just couldn't be around Rock Talk's mouth any longer. <laughs> Staring at that thing made me question everything about my career. <laughs>
2: if the real Janeway, the flesh and blood Janeway, can handle it, then that's her problem. <laughs> it's not mine any longer, though.
1: We need to score a lot of luck fast. We're
2: And, uh, I recommend it, uh, it works great, uh, trimming the hedges in your Irish garden isn't just for below the belt. You can complete your look with their new signature beard hedger pro kit plus handyman electric face shaver. Everything they make is really good and high quality. And this new trimmer that they have comes with two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blades. They've got one for a classic trim and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. So get 20% off plus free shipping with code TREK at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and get free shipping with code TREK at Manscaped.com. This St. Patrick's Day, make sure your little hairy leprechaun is luckier than ever with Manscaped. I have tried so many meal services over the years.
0: After all, I am a podcast host. And I gotta tell you, Factor Meals is my favorite. Why? Because I can go from what am I gonna have for dinner to eating a great dinner in exactly two minutes with Factor Meals. And don't sleep on their smoothies either. I got six of these in the box this week. Mango. Tropical fruit. Strawberry or banana. They're all amazing. They're like meal supplements I can enjoy while I'm on the go. Head to factormeals.com/trek50 and use the code TREK50 to get 50% off. Again, that's the code TREK50 at factormeals.com/trek50 to get 50% off. Hi, Adam Pratica here for Pod Chopped Biz. The easy way to dress, drink and decorate virtually anything fast with embarrassment that lasts. Podshop.biz is not a cult and it's not a multi-level marketing scheme. It's a supercharged carousel of crap spinning at a high rate of speed for all your dorky needs. Ordinary web stores are a mess but with Podshop.biz you'll find products from all of our shows referring to many of our most popular bits. Shirts, glasses and bags from other websites can damage your mood, but not with Podshop.biz. Our nerdy jokey bullshit will rebuild your damaged attitude and turn you into a person with riz. Turn your laptop from off the shelf to off the hook with a sticker. Make pool time cool time with our line of hilarious swimwear. And stop raw dogging your smartphone. Strap it up with a choice of designs that'll have you go from saying hello to Hello. But that's not all. At Podshop.biz, you can choose from the Brenner Information Systems Collection, the Uxbridge Shimoda Corporate Collection, this old enterprise, logos for Greatest Generation and Greatest Trek, and more. Order now at Podshop.biz.
1: Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till max fun drive. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fundrive to start on Monday, March eighteenth. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word
2: secretly in your podcast app.
1: And at MaximumFun.org. This
0: is another moment where i think based on the age of the kid watching is either feeling awful about this or feeling inspired because i think the kids in the shuttle are going through it all yeah they're going through the the great sadness of having lost their caretaker basically a parent figure in hollow janeway but when her last words to the group are like you kids have done great, you've done better than I ever expected, and I know you're going to figure your way out of this problem. That's like a little bit of a confidence judging that they need to to keep going, to not let the the darkness swallow them up.
2: Yeah, and it appears to work because... We do catch back up with them.
0: The Notre Dame fight song doesn't seem like a thing that any of the kids would recognize, but when she lays that into the background,
2: yeah, it yeah. is very inspiring. It's wild that they just all know the lyrics off yeah. by heart, too. Uh huh. It's like the end of Sister Act, where they just suddenly have another song that's like super practiced up, and it's like you've been rehearsing the one song the whole movie. And then, like, when you get to the big competition, it's this other song? Really? I haven't thought about Sister Act in,
0: like, 20 years. And I have a feeling (laughs) you've just watched it.
2: I I haven't watched it in years. That's always bothered me. (laughs) 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 So we go to San Francisco, the Sco, the sucker-free city. You know who was born there? I was. Me. Me. No, I was. I actually was. I'm real. Both Benjamin R. Harrison and
0: Nicarus <laughs> Sulu. Born in San Francisco.
2: So there's this Vulcan lieutenant like explaining what happened to Admiral Janeway. And the vibe that this guy has is really intense because he really kind of acts like he's her boss all through the scene. <laughs> hmm Didn't <laughs> like, like that. Hey, man, <laughs> you're a lieutenant. And if you ever want to be a commander... I would slow down with the crazy attitude you're, you're pitching at Janeway here. He calls the kids criminals. She takes great umbrage with that. Mm-hmm. But he explains that there's this wormhole that's been created and it's like a two-way time butthole that uh, they got a Chakotay distress signal through. And uh, it's new information.
0: Now, we've known from Star Trek Time in Memorium. That no two wormholes are exactly the same. Right. What this guy's theory presupposes is that this one that was created by the destruction of the protostar is an exact match for what they need yeah. to get to Chakotay 52 years in the future.
2: Yeah, it's the red one to Chakotay's blue one. And when they overlay, there's a new purple one that goes both ways, I guess. And Chakotay's future
0: still exists. It's an alternate future. It's not their future because their mission was a success. Yeah. And the
2: protostar was destroyed. Right. But Starfleet can still make first contact with the Vanakot. So Yeah. maybe it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Janeway hears
0: Chicote's voice, and it's a, it's a brand new message. It's one she hasn't heard before. And uh, it sounds like he's moved on with a new girlfriend. He's like, look, things are just starting, but I'm really hopeful. Seems like she really likes me for me, and we have a lot of compatible interests and stuff.
2: We're hiding in the wilderness on Solace, just trying to stay one step ahead of the Vinacot, uh, but we did manage to build a little uh, getaway, and I carved a bathtub for her out of some local soapstone. It's really beautiful here.
0: Janeway kills the feed and she's like, I want to be on the next ship out there. (laughs) Chakotay's heart is mine to play with and no one
2: else's. (laughs) Sounds great. As she is making this proclamation, another Starfleet runs in and tells them, they've got to come out here and see this. The shuttle that the kids were on has gone down in San Francisco Bay. It's floating right next to the bridge.
0: Yeah. They're all hanging on the outside of it and like a whale breaches and, yeah. and like slaps its tail at them. Everyone's laughing.
2: Dal has to go down into the ship and swim without breathing to like open a lever. Yeah. Uh, to let rock talk out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the doors on the shuttles are, are designed for uh, for you know humans and Andorians and shit. Rock talk's too big.
1: I'm big,
0: not dumb. Is that my problem with Rock Talk's mouth? Are are those not teeth and they're uh
2: baleen? <laughs> <laughs> <Are> they- <laughs> yeah. You should see how much krill they have to put in the uh, in the nutra goop. Yeah. <laughs> to keep Rock Talk alive. <laughs> so I thought it was a a nice little Easter egg that the Voyager A's shuttles are the ones that rescue them from the drink.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah.
2: It's a smash cut from being rescued from the San Francisco Bay to being on trial. A very direct callback to Star Trek 4 and the one with the whales.
1: Behold the quintessential devil in these matters.
2: But instead of a angry Klingon lawyer, it's lawyer Janeway here to nutstop a bunch of five-pip admirals who don't like the idea that she's pitched Starfleet Academy admissions for these renegades who blew up. Their damn ship Yeah. The academy is not a space camp for children This is a serious disciplined institution Designed for only our brightest
0: Did not like thinking about how much power They gave the Starfleet judicial system (laughs) In this
2: future, right? Yeah, these guys are not elected They're just appointed And then it's a lifetime That they get to spend on the bench Fucking
0: Do we know how long a Tuskman lives? (laughs) Probably a long time The court's packed with Tuskman
2: Yeah, yeah It's so cynical. Yeah. You know, such a broken system. Yeah.
0: The panel isn't ready to take seriously the idea of fast-tracking the kids into the academy, making them cadets or whatever. So Janeway plays the you owe them this card because without their actions, everyone in the room would be dead. And that is pretty convincing.
2: Part of being a good lawyer is just kind of endearing yourself to the court and she chooses to go about doing that by roasting Dal for being <laughs> as big of a fuck up as he is. Go get him, j She knows that these judges are very biased against him for his, you know, status as an augment and for other reasons. Think
0: of the benefits to Federation science <laughs> once we get Dal into a six bay and study the sheer quantity of genetic material inside him, an amount only ever found previously on the tip of Will Riker's dick. (laughs) Isn't it worth a shot?
2: All charges get dropped. Mm -hmm. but they're not going to get admitted to the Academy. What they are going to get to be is acting ensigns and Admiral Janeway starts handing out their sweaters, but uh, she only brought five of them. Adele's like, okay, I get it. I have to be like, put in a gulag somewhere Mm -hmm. because I'm a freak of science I don't know who Will Riker is or what his dick has to do with this, but <laughs> I guess that wasn't convincing. As God is my witness, I'm going to find him and uh, make contact because he's the closest thing I have to family, or at least his dick is. <laughs> but it turns out one of the sweaters is for him.
0: Yeah, that's because Gwen isn't going with him. She wants to go back to Solemn and save her people. Or at least in a very anti the Prime Directive kind of way, go and make sure that her people don't do what they did in the original timeline.
2: Yeah. And that's going to be like a make the case for being in contact with the rest of the galaxy mission for her that Starfleet has signed off on. But she'll be there like way earlier in the timeline than when all of this destruction is supposed to happen. So that's weird. She's not the Vindicator or the Diviner. She's the Unifier, Adam. Yeah. Better name. All these Vanicott get cool nicknames.
0: She's going to be doing a first contact foreplay. Yeah. Right? right. She's going to make sure her people are ready to get down with Starfleet.
2: That's important. Is it Dal that makes the point that her dad is likely alive and already like walking around on Solemn? That's fucking weird, man. Pretty weird, right? Yeah. Do you think they recast that part and put him in season two? This is a real kill Hitler question, though, right? Like,
0: <laughs> you can't allow for there to be a chance of this happening again. Right. You got to do what it takes to to shut this shit down.
2: And, like, will the, like, enslavement backstory of all these people disappear if they succeed in dissuading the Vanicott from doing their hundred ships mission
0: very curious about a season two and what elements of this first season one story continue
2: yeah me too
0: I mean that's the question when we when we get these vignettes of the kids as they go their separate ways one of the vignettes is dal saying goodbye to to Gwyn and it seems right. like one of those I hope I see you again kind of goodbyes right leaving that into question
2: it's a she kisses him. Yeah Seeing Which Always a safer bet Gentlemen <laughs> If you're not sure Let her kiss you
0: There have been moments In Watching this show Where I felt like The uncanny valley Worked Against What I was seeing In a way But when Gwyn Kisses Dal And their faces Are very close And you see What Gwyn's eyes do They do that thing That eyes do When two people's faces Are very close They kind of like dart around in like some micro movements.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: I thought that was spectacular looking. Like that's such a minor animation decision, but it makes the whole scene look so lifelike to me. I thought that was awesome.
2: Kisses are hard to do even in live action and make them look good. And mm-hmm. this looked great.
0: It's why you prefer not to do them, right? Right,
2: yeah. Go straight to the real shit, you know?
0: Take off your clothes.
2: Let's get our pants off. What are we doing here? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, we get a vignette with Rock Talk choosing to be a xenobiologist. And not dentistry,
0: how I hoped. <laughs> it's just not going to happen.
2: We get a scene with Zero getting a shiny new suit that, uh, in retrospect, sort of looks like a tooth. Yeah. Maybe Zero took some inspiration from Rock Talk.
0: Did Zero get changed behind a partition or something? Like... You gotta be careful when, when Zero's naked, right?
2: I was surprised that the people helping Zero put the new suit on didn't have the the sunglasses that those yeah. Kazons had, you know, just to be safe.
0: Yeah, the Kazon Oakleys for sure. Yeah.
2: Kazon Ogla or Kazon Oakley?
0: <laughs> Great.
2: Uh what else? Who who else do we see? Oh, like uh Jengen Pog, his arm still looks like really beat up, right? He doesn't he didn't get a shiny new arm, did he?
0: No, and that made me sad. Like he's got the multi-tool as arm thing. Yeah. But he doesn't get a shiny, futuristic looking one.
2: Yeah. Cause you gotta
0: remember his his whole deal is from hundreds of years in the past. Like it predates
2: the entire Federation. Right. One thing that kind of made me scratch my head a couple of times over the course of the season was there was a moment where they first put on their Starfleet uniforms. And looked all cleaned up, except for Zero, who still looked very welded together. Mm-hmm. But then we got a kind of reversion to their original costumes for a long time. And they're like, Dal's A-frame t-shirt is like so tattered and and like, you know, he looks like a castaway. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I kept wondering, like, why do they go back and put on the like dirty, <laughs> shitty clothes when they have the good uniforms? It seems like maybe we've put those shitty clothes away for good now.
0: It's time to put away the shitty, childish things, right? Uh,
2: yeah, exactly. oh boy, they're putting gutters up on my <laughs> over my window as we speak.
0: Amazing.
2: <laughs> we'll see how that works for sound here in the edit.
0: There are people doing real work, just feet away from you, yeah,
2: looking in the window and wondering, this is the guy <laughs> whose house this is, really. <laughs> God, I wish wish you'd done a Ben meltdown while they were
0: so close to the window.
2: (laughs) Uh, We still got a little bit of episode left. So uh, they gather at the end here to see Gwyn's shuttle off. They wave goodbye as it warps off into the wild blue yonder. And then while they're sitting there, the doors of a huge hangar start opening to reveal the protostar A, I guess.
0: I never saw a registry or anything, but yeah. it's evident that this is going to be not the first and not the last of this class of ship.
2: Yeah. And they're like, awesome, there's a new Protostar. Like NU with an umlaut protostar. Cool. That's gonna be us, man. And I'm just thinking, like, didn't we just find out about how dangerous this thing is? And you and you brought it to Earth? <laughs> I was also confused by the tone
0: of this moment, but in a different way, because everyone is like, Fuck yeah! Can't wait to go on missions and get on a shiny new ship. And Janeway is like, actually,
1: I have a much bigger plan for us.
0: We have to go to the classroom. So please follow me up these stairs. <laughs> Are you coming or not? And it's like the music swells and the feeling of triumph is there. And it doesn't have anything to do with the ship. It's putting the ship off. Yeah. And I wanted to get on that ship.
2: Are they going to be on a different ship? Or is she saying, like, the classroom is an even bigger (laughs) because we can go through the galaxy of the mind. (laughs) What do you know
0: about the magic of books? (laughs) Better than any screen? Or video game. <laughs> Have you ever tried to sit quietly and use your imagination?
2: <laughs> Did you like this episode?
0: I really liked this episode right up until the end. Like this last moment. This is the last we're going to see Prodigy for a while. Like, we're going to run through the cycle of new Star Trek before this comes back, right? I
2: think, yeah, we're going to run through a lot of it.
0: Maybe I'm just a sucker for cheap heat, but I like watching a ship go to warp before the credits at the end of a thing. And this whole walking up the stairs thing was a thing I had kind of a problem with. Whoa. Satisfaction-wise. Like, I want to I wanna go explore the stars. Dang. I don't want to go to the classroom. And how disappointed are these kids going to be? These kids have been out there. This is the problem with, um. God, what's a good comparison for this? Like the idea of having already done something when you aren't qualified to do it. <laughs> and then, oh no, you need a license to drive a sports car or whatever. <laughs> like there's something sad about that. And I know they're not going to lean into that kind of sadness, but like, these kids have owned and operated a Starship for a while and have done it ably that to gloss over the disappointment of a couple of semesters at Starfleet Academy, it's going to be
2: disappointing. Most disappointing.
0: I think it undersells what's happening here. But I, I mean, as a season, I like, I like the second half of the season. It was more adult than I was expecting. The episode itself, also very good, but so much rides on the last moment, and it felt to me like a little bit of a stumble. What about you, Ben?
2: I didn't feel like it was a stumble. I felt like it was a a nice head fake, actually. Like I I think that the Protostar is an interesting ship, but I'm I'm ready for this to be a story that isn't bound to one ship, and that would be a very unusual Take for a Star Trek series to have like it's it's about the crew and not about the ship, not about the station. It's about this group and their experience. And so I I think that uh I think I'm here for it actually. That is so
0: smart sounding and (laughs) and convincing, really. Like because what you do when you do it like that is you open up the universe for a season two to take place anywhere. Yeah.
2: And that's exciting. I think I definitely had in the like span between watching this this morning and then coming back this afternoon and watching it again right before we sat down to record this episode. I definitely was feeling a lot of the same feelings as you and I think on the second watch it felt more optimistic to me than mm. than anything else. So, I don't know. That's where I was at on it. I thought this was a very unusual episode also cuz it it feels like There is a little bit of climax right at the beginning, and then the rest of the episode is denouement. Yeah. And uh, a good portion
0: of it, fractionally.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, I don't think that's an easy episode to write or execute because our brains are so hardwired for that, like, rising action and release story arc that we get in every episode of television ever. And I thought they did a really nice job with that. So yeah, I think uh, I think this is a really solid one. Do you think that
0: there is a mandate for new Star Trek to be school is cool, smart is cool, math is cool, in a way that this ending suggests? Because, like, what I articulated was a school is not as cool as flying a starship kind of sensibility.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're really the Bart Simpson of Star Trek critics. and uh...
0: Well, Dal is the Bart Simpson of this show.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And for him to get with the program there, I think, is instrumental in inspiring that kind of thinking in a child, you know? Like, if he can have fun and also go to school... Like, that's what it's all about.
2: I suppose, uh, yeah. I mean, God, if only Bart Simpson could find that kind of equilibrium. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, he might never find out. Been waiting 30 years.
2: (laughs) When's that kid gonna grow up? Fourth grade (laughs) for 30 years? Damn your feeble brain! kid's an idiot.
0: I couldn't read it. The letters are all blurry. It's
2: really sad at the end of the day. Uh, Well, Adam, you know what's never sad is the priority one inbox because it's always got something in it.
0: Every time. I don't think we've ever checked the P1 inbox
2: where there hasn't been a message. Never. Never once. Let's go. Check it now.
1: Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel.
2: Adam, this is a first. We do not have a priority one message for the show today. Yeah. I wonder what
0: that means because... Viewership of Greatest Trek has been growing since we started. A lot of people are listening to a show about this, but uh not a lot to say. Yeah, from the Friends of DeSoto maybe.
2: It's too bad. Yeah, I would have liked to hear from Friends of DeSoto today. I would too. Oh well. Uh- <laughs> hey, plenty
0: of future episodes of Greatest Trek ahead, and I know you've got something to say about your life or your projects or your special people in the days and weeks ahead. And you also want to support Greatest Trek in the process. Take it over to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Have us read your message where it will be uh, canonized forever on Greatest Trek and Greatest Generation,
2: right? Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's, you know, don't go quietly into that good night like Dal did. He he had to go to a fucking... Classroom instead of a spaceship. No, instead get a priority one message on our
1: podcast.
2: Far away in space, he works alone and
0: has an A. He
2: hears somebody say, "We say what we hear, but it's not quite right, and it's a mistake. We go with it anyway." Barnus Frank Barnas Franks Barnus Frank Barnes
0: Franks Barnos Franks Barnus Franks, Franks. 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 Alright Ben, who's your Barnus Franks? I
2: think I'm going to give it to Jang'ampug. Jang'empug. At Starfleet HQ, has every opportunity to request an upgrade to the arm. Yeah. Chooses not to. Yep. You know? Like, what are you doing, man? Barnish Franks is the guy that I'm always wondering, like, what are you doing, man? Like, why are you, like, getting in the escape pod without the children uh, who are, are clearly in need of some help? Why are you at, you know, hoth Isley? telling a bunch of random aliens your story instead of like trying to get back to starfleet with it and warn them or whatever. What are you doing?
0: I can understand it a little bit and here's here's why. <laughs> I think if you've lived your entire life with your arm and your hand doing a certain thing, you get used to to what you're able to do with it, right? <laughs> it it becomes comforting. Mm. And the idea of of a completely different way of using your arm and hand, right? I don't know. It may it may not get you there the way that you like.
2: They click on the new thing. And they call. They say, "Jenkem, this thing is what we call the stranger."
0: And it just doesn't even do anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How about you, buddy?
0: I think in this episode and for the whole second half of the season, that's what this is. Yeah. Admiral Janeway Actual has been a real wild card throughout. She's been through a lot. She's been occupied by Dal. She's been thrown in the brig. She's got a terrible commander. She's arguing in front of the Starfleet judicial system. (laughs) She's choosing unconventional ways to solve her problems. She's kind of a powerful Barnus Franks or a powerful Jim Shimoda. Wow. Like, Those are figures that were uh, lower deckers, really. But as an admiral, I think this kind of energy makes her big fun.
2: Yeah, it really does.
0: So I think she's going to be my Barnas Franks this episode.
2: So glad we got some lawyer Janeway this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. That's fun. All right, Adam. We got one final segment here on the show. We call it a warning boy.
1: Prepare a buoy and launch it when ready. Warning buoys. An emergency buoy.
0: A warning buoy.
2: It's a way that you out there can get on social media and talk about the show. It's designed to warn people that wouldn't like the show away, but perhaps entice people that might like the show to come listen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: It does both things, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like a magnet that attracts on one side, but then you flip it over Ah. and it repels. Yes. That's what a warning bois
2: is. Right. It, it, it does both things
0: <laughs> I got a warning boy here Ben
2: Alright let's hear it
0: It is from a Twitter handle Called Ryan's Bad Idea And that bois sounds like this I can't listen to podcasts At work anymore Due to construction And new management Spending time with my own thoughts Is brutal <laughs> Why would anyone do this willingly When podcasts and music exist To drown them out <laughs> Anyway Listen to the At Greatest Trek Family of podcasts
2: Boy <laughs> I really resemble that remark, Ryan's bad idea. You know what
0: I don't like is a change in policy that has clearly happened here. Yeah. Can't listen to new podcasts anymore.
2: That sucks. Is my pay increasing to accommodate this change in policy or what?
0: Yeah. Not a fan. I think Ryan thinks it's a bad idea too.
2: Yeah. Thumbs down, the management.
0: Hopefully our show being on YouTube might help, Ryan. Right. Maybe open up a tab with our programs on the YouTube. Maybe make it look like you're doing some work, listening to a a presentation, a work-related presentation.
2: Right, yeah. A
0: a TEDx.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's a TED Talk going. Uh Uh-huh. What's wrong with that? Yeah. No jury in the land would convict you for listening to a TED Talk.
0: You gotta have headphones in if construction's going on, so... Yeah. I don't see how they can have it both ways.
2: And, uh, you know, if they want to have it both ways, start a fucking union and show them who's the real boss. Hell the yeah. The workers.
0: Power to the labor. Absolutely.
2: All right, Adam. Well, uh, we'll be back next week with another episode, and I'm not going to tell the people anything about it because I'm going to wait for Wendy to do that in the credits.
0: I love surprises.
2: Yeah. That's, that's just good broadcast skills right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Plant a seed and then pay it off later. This is what we do
1: drama. <laughs> Greatest Trek is an Uxbridge Shimoda podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. It's hosted by Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica, and it's produced and edited by Wendy Pretty. I won't ruin the surprise for next week either, but I will tell you that we're planning some fun episodes to tide you over between now and the start of Picard Season 3 in February. So stick with us during the off-season. We're lining up interviews and finalizing that schedule that it's likely to be every other week. Thank you to Adam Ragusea, who created all of the original music that you hear on this show. Make sure you're subscribed to his podcast and his YouTube cooking channel. Nick Dittmore created the show art, and he also helps out over at podshop.biz. That's where you can get something fun for yourself or a fellow FOD. Thanks to Bill Tilley running the At Greatest Trek social media pages on Instagram and Twitter. Join the conversation online by using the hashtag GreatestTrek. And a big thanks to the members who are supporting the show at MaximumFun.org join. You can become a member for as little as $5 a month and you'll get instant access to the entire catalog of MaxFun bonus content. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on Greatest Trek.